You are listening to the Piedmont Church Podcast. To learn more about Piedmont Church, including our gathering times in Macon, you can visit us online at piedmontchurch.net. Alrighty, alright, church. Well, Ben, how you doing, brother? Excellent. Great yeah. to be here. Yeah, thank you, Carlos. How are you doing today, man? I'm very well. I'm blessed. Yes. yes. Um, uh, really quickly, if you have either been to Guatemala with us on a mission trip or have supported in some way these two men and their families or love Guatemala, if you would just stand up really quickly. Just want to see what we have today, man. Praise the Lord. Give it up for these guys. Thank you so much. You guys can be seated. Um, so for those of you that didn't stand up, you might be going, well, who are these people and what are we doing today? Um, one of the reasons that they're here is because we, we want to be a church that continually preaches the gospel. And part of preaching the gospel is Matthew 28. And, the, you know, I think you're actually going to preach about this in a little while, so I won't yep. preach your sermon. But this idea of making disciples. And so we don't just make disciples here in Macon. It happens around the world. And so as a part of the church, God's called us um, four people from sin and four people. And so we want to do that. And so kind of the, the first thing we want to talk about is how do we create this connection? And uh, I obviously haven't been at this church for the entire time, so I'm going to let Ben, if he wants to expound on this. But we were planted in 2007 uh, by Jerry Dingmore and several others, uh, founding pastor. And soon after, maybe three or four years after planting, I think they started talking about how can we do some missions work. And I think you and Jerry kind of had a previous relationship, and you actually have a really cool story of becoming a missionary, right? Didn't, was it Jen that went overseas first, and you were like, I don't really know if I want to do all that whole thing, and God yeah. kind of moved in your heart. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. We were, we were church planning here in the States, and, um, and our church was involved in Guatemala, and so as one of the pastors, like, I probably should go, and my <laughs> wife went. And, probably should. Yeah, and she, and she fell in love with it, and, um, you know, I was like, no. This will go away. You know, you guys have been there, know the missions trip, high experience. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. that'll go away, but never did. And so I visited, and yeah, here we are, That's 11, right. 12 years later. Yeah. And so when, when he visited, what he kind of visited was, was Carlos uh, being from Magdalena, Guatemala, which is about, I guess, traffic really changes, but about an hour away from Guatemala City. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carlos is an amazing artist. If you've ever been to my house, uh, the beautiful painting that's in my dining room, it's Carlos. Uh, and probably several others in our, in our house as well. Um, Carlos, you started kind of the idea for Love Guatemala. Can, can you maybe expound upon that? Talk about what, what did you see? And I know I'm going off script here. Sorry, gentlemen. Um, yeah, what, what made you want to do that? Okay, this is a idea for my, for my wife in 2006. He, uh, this is the dream for my wife. Uh, she likes to teach the kids. Mm. The kids don't come in the, the school. That's the reason we want to start the art school Lopez. But now it's Low Guatemala. Yeah. Uh, in 2006, began with three students. Mm. We don't have money. We don't have materials. And now, Low Guatemala attend 350 uh, 15 students. Yeah, praise the Lord. Yeah, praise the Lord. Uh, Low Guatemala attend two times a week in the feeding center, mm-hmm. 60 or 70 f- 
five uh, kids, uh, they coming every week. And um, La Guatemala growing for your support, for your prayer, for help, and believe our vision in 2000, uh, I think, 2012, 2012, yeah, 2012 I think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right after we moved there. Yeah. And um, this is my third time here, but it's the first time in, in this the building. building. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, Yeah. So 2012, like they said, we, we kind of took our first vision trip. I think uh, Jerry and our worship guy at the time, his name was Ben. I think they went there. Um, and then we took our first couple of trips right after that. And I came on in 2015, and um, we were taking trips every year, I think, until COVID. COVID hit, and then we took a, a year off and then uh, went, went back. And we have plans to go again next summer, so be on the lookout for that. Um, let's, let's really talk about, uh, unpack really quickly. Um, Love Guatemala was planted as a vocational training school. So in, in Magdalena, Guatemala, you got a lot of kids that just don't go to school past what, like first, second grade kind of deal. Right. Uh, it, it, there, there's a certain financial liability that, that comes with that. And so a lot of times families don't have the ability to do that. And so Carlos and Telma, like, they, like he said, had this you know, really just desire to help create a, an, op, an opportunity for kids to be trained because if you don't have education you end up working in in the fields right you kind of yeah. agricultural world and correct me if I'm wrong it was like five bucks a week american dollars a day a day mm -hmm. excuse me five bucks a day whereas if you can train them to have one of these vocations art was one of them a cooking school opened at some point carpentry opened at some point um and if you can train them on those vocations they begin to create um, a, a way to, to have money. And all of it was through the lens of the gospel. And so that was kind of the, 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 the push of Love Guatemala. And they are still existing today. We'll talk about that in just a minute. But Ben and Carlos, you guys, over the last couple of years, God's just been stirring in your heart, maybe uh, a, a, not necessarily a different direction, but, uh, you know, a different direction, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so talk about what God's been doing in your hearts and where you guys are. Now I am a pastor in New Life Guatemala. We went to a mission trip in Guatemala. I saw the different problems with the church in Guatemala because they don't share about Jesus. It's so hard in Guatemala. That's the reason Pastor Ben and I we want to plant churches there in Guatemala because when Pastor Ben asked me about we need to plant a church in 2014, I think, I told him, no, it's not necessary <laughs> because here in Guatemala or, or in Magdalena, we have a lot of churches, but I never understood but now I know in Guatemala needs the healthy churches to share about Jesus, about Jesus. Yeah, churches that really focus on discipleship. Right. And uh, I think you're going to talk a little bit about that today in, in your message, and I'm really excited about that. And so what, what have you all launched into specifically? Yeah, so in, in 2018, we started the, uh, the first church in our apartment with about 10, 15 people. 
and um, the, the idea was to multiply house churches that kind of grew out of that and, and didn't really have leaders, so we, so we have a larger church, about 80, 90 people, and, but the idea is, uh, and the main focus is discipleship, re- reproduction, and so teaching, like you said, I'll talk about this here in a little bit, but uh, teaching people not just how to know and follow Jesus, but how to then reach people and then reproduce themselves and other people, and so that's been the focus, and so we have our first, very first daughter church being planted here uh, next month, so we're really excited about that. And then hopefully another in the next couple of years, we have some guy. you know, uh, the biggest challenge is training pastors and leaders that, um, that love Jesus and, and catch the vision of multiplication and, and reproducing. Because so, it's hard, you know, like right now, the church there is like, oh, we're sending our best, one of our best leaders, a couple of our best leaders, a team out. And so it hurts. You're losing resources, money, all that kind of stuff. So it's challenging. Um, but we've seen just the Lord bless that. And it's biblical, right? Yeah. That's what we're supposed to do. So. Yeah. And in case you're sitting there wondering, like, why church planting? Um, he's probably going to hit some of this on the sermon, but I, I want to make sure, the, like, the call for us as Christians is to make disciples. Uh, Jesus didn't just save you and say, hey, now go live a really good life, right? Like, I, I, don't, I don't know what passage of Scripture that's in, but the, I, I don't really see it, right? He called you to go make disciples. I mean, that's literally the commission that he's, he's made. And so I think what Carlos, Pastor Carlos is kind of talking about is this idea of a lot of churches, they love to gather, but there's not as much scattering. There's not as much this intentional thing of going out to people who don't have a connection, don't have a relationship with the Lord, and, and saying, hey, I know such a better way. I know the, the way, the truth, and the life. And so um, church planting is just a result of discipleship. That's really what it is. It's this idea of, of taking people from your team and going, hey, we're going to go to this area, and we're going to target this area so that we can make more disciples of Christ. Is, is that a decent yep. summary? Yep. Okay. So they have kind of, uh, I think y'all, you still serve on the board. Do you still serve on the board at Love Guatemala? Yes. Yep. So in yes. case you're wondering, Love Guatemala is still fully uh, operational, like you said, 315 kids. Um, and we'll talk about that here right now. But so Love Guatemala is still operating. They have kind of branched off, and they are, uh, you are overseeing Red Nueva Vida for the entire country of Guatemala. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, and then, Carlos, you are kind of help, helping the micro-planting around the country. Is that a, yeah. an accurate <laughs> assessment? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We're working together. Yeah, that's right, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what's going on with Love Guatemala? Yeah, uh, Love Guatemala is uh, probably the the healthiest it's ever been. Really excited to see. Um, so last year, uh, kind of 2019, 20, as we were in the middle of the pandemic, I was praying, Lord, uh, w- what direction? Because it was hard to to, le- to leave Love Guatemala to also uh, be involved in church planning and a hundred other things. Large family, having more, you know, adding more kids to the family and all that kind of stuff. That, <laughs> as you guys know, as, um, so he's got a bunch of kids. In case you didn't catch we that, have, yeah, we have eight. So. Anyway, um, so I decided, you know, I need to make a transition, focus on church planning, Carlos at well, as well at the same time, which I had originally thought, well, Carlos will take over Love Guatemala, but the Lord is calling him into church planning too. I'm like, all right, Lord, I guess you got another plan. So, but, you know, from day one, we'd always focused on leadership development, and I partnered with a, a leadership um, organization there um, that's uh, funded by, by John Maxwell's stuff. Uh, and so it developed leaders and, and saw really Carlos's daughter, Kathy, rise to the surface and, and she has just done an amazing job. We took a two-year transition process. We brought in a transitional coach and just did it well and helped the board. The, uh, we all had coaching and Kathy, and so 
things are just, and we, the board there in Guatemala as well, we have an NGO there in Guatemala as well, so for Love Guatemala as well as for New Life Network, and so uh, things are going really well. Like Carla said, over 300 students and new programs and vision and strong team, and it's uh, super proud of Kathy. I'm sure Carlos wants to tag on and brag on his daughter. <laughs> Yeah, um, and one of the schools just, um, what, what school is just, is it the cooking school that's just coming back? Yep. Yeah, yeah we had to, unfortunately, uh, had to close the, uh, or suspend the vocational schools during the pandemic. It's just hard to yeah. teach vocations virtually, so. Yeah, yeah, in case you don't know, and you're completely unfamiliar, if you thought that we had massive crackdowns here because of COVID, you should have been in Guatemala. Like, when we were there last year, the year before last, they, I mean, they were, they were talking about, Oh, y'all used to have to like drive your cars through like spray things yeah. like just I mean it was it, they had a complete lockdown from was it 4 p.m. or 5 p.m. for like two years right like after five was it wasn't it, two years but it, okay. yeah a good part of 2020 was you know a curfew at 4 p.m. you couldn't leave your house until the next morning and and they did like every other day and so it was, yeah that was crazy so imagine trying to do ministry with people and not necessarily being able to see people. Mm -hmm. That's kind of, and it's kind of a, a testament to y'all's leadership that you were able to ramp back up and open and now continue to open some schools and do some really cool things. So um, as we'll turn it over to Ben here in just a minute to preach, but the last kind of thing, um, how can we as a body uh, be praying for um, Love Guatemala, praying for the New Life Network, praying for you guys individually. What, what can we do as a church? And I think you have some resources in the back as well. Correct. But what can we be doing? Um, for us, for, for my wife, because uh, she has a lot of pain in her back. For my family, for our raising support in this, in this uh, trip. For both because uh, focus in, in plant churches in, in Guatemala. Yeah, for us, uh, I don't think we mentioned yet, we're kind of on a year-long uh, home assignment here, so just pray for our family as we um, just doing some soul care and rest and uh, fundraising and a lot of different stuff, so just pray for traveling around a bit as we are this weekend. Um, and then, yeah, again, pray for, pray for Eswin and Evelyn, who are the... the uh, leaders of the church plant in Santa Lucia coming up here next month. So just pray for their, them and their family and the other guys that we have in the in the hopper training um, to, to become pastors and planters too. Uh, towards the end of the service, uh, Pastor Jeremy is going to come up. He's going to talk about we're going to take up a love offering for both both these guys. And so uh, just be praying in your heart where God would have you, have you give in that direction. But if you'll just join me, guys, uh, in praying for them right now. We believe in the power of prayer, and so we want to spend just a moment today as a church praying for them, their families, and uh, the mission in Guatemala. So if you'll join me in prayer. Lord, we are just uh, thankful for the lives that you have uh, given these men and, and their families, the, the heart, the vision to see the gospel take root not only in, in their personal walks, but in the areas surrounding them. Lord, that they'll continue to stay connected to the vine so that we can see the kingdom fruit that you have. Lord, I pray a hedge of protection around them. Uh, as we all know, the, the closer you lean to the Lord, the harder the enemy, Satan, looks to attack 
and steal, kill, and destroy. And God, we rebuke that in your name, the precious blood of Jesus over these two leaders and their families. God, we, 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 we pray that you and your spirit and, and through the power of your son, Trinitarian God, will, you will wrap your hands around them, that you'll guide every single step that they take, that the words that leave from their lips will just be an outpouring from their hearts like a stream planted near water. God, I just, I pray for Carlos and Telma. I pray for her, her healing for her back. Lord, I just pray that whatever's going on there, that number one, we pray for miraculous healing. You still do it. Jehovah Rapha, I pray right now, if it's in your will, to heal Telma of that. God, if that's not in your will, I, I pray for doctors and nurses to come alongside and, and give the medication that's needed and PT, whatever else is there, God. I, I just pray for healing. I pray for rest. I pray for recuperation. God, I pray for Carlos as he continues to pour into these other leaders that he will uh, persevere uh, as sometimes days get hard and, and you see people make the wrong decisions and, and things happen outside of the way we would kind of want them to happen. God, will help him to trust that you are still in control, that your path is still happening and that it is good. Lord, I pray for his, his children as they lead Kati and Lord, I, just, I pray that the entire Love Guatemala organization will continue to thrive, not only so that these kids and future leaders in Guatemala can, can have great education, but ultimately they can see you through the gospel that is lived out by every single one of the staff members involved. God, I pray for Ben and Jennifer and Kunkel and their entire family as some of their kids are, are launching and, and, and moving into adulthood and moving out of the house. God, I pray for anxieties and stress to be eased. I pray for resources. Lord, I pray for the young ones to, to be able to see the entire group of children yearning and, 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 and seeking after your face. God, I pray a special blessing on, on Ben and Jennifer as they take a year off, um, not from ministry, but a year out of the country in what probably seems like a different country and a, a no, no longer a homeland, but Lord, a, a time of rest, as he said, soul care, that they'll be filled with your spirit, that they'll be rejuvenated so that when they get launched back into the, the, the mission field that you have called them to. God, that they'll see opportunities. They'll see people as opportunities to share your love with that they'll recognize that the harvest is plentiful and they are the laborers that you've sent. Help them to raise up more. Help both of these families to, to raise the support that they need to continue to do the mission work that you've called them to do. God, I pray for Piedmont that we can come alongside of these folks and be a church that doesn't just say that we support missions, but actually does it with our finances, with our prayer time, that we'll be in the trenches along with them that they won't just be some people far off, but they will be with us in our quiet times, in our times of meditation, Lord, that they'll be on our hearts, that it'll be like a relationship between Philippi and Paul. When they're going through struggles, God, we're sending resources, we're sending prayers, that we love them and we cherish them and we lift them up for the betterment of your kingdom. God, help us all to see that you've called us to not only love you, but to love others. It's in your son's name I pray, and the church said.
All right, church, thank you so much. Let's give it up for Ben and Carlos.